Welcome to the WIT Podcast. Today's topic is assimilation. My name is Alina and I'm joined by... Leslie, I'm in 12th grade. My name is Gurinder, I'm in 11th grade. I'm Jasmine, I'm in, uh, in the 10th grade. <laughs> I'm Amema and I'm in 11th grade. America's founding tenets of liberty and equality act as a siren call to the suppressed masses. The promise of a better future lures those who feel censored or economically stunted. The presence of immigrants has created a vibrant mosaic of American society, comprised of diverse pieces like rich languages, vivacious music, and distinct religious beliefs. It has always prized its melting pot ethos of blending diverse peoples into one through assimilation, integration, and intermarriage. However, to what degree should one seek to assimilate, and how much of hereditary culture should be preserved? So we'll start off with everyone stating their ethnicity. I don't identify as a specific ethnicity because I am a mix of several different countries. My parents are primarily Salvadorian, Honduran, but they have roots in Portugal and Spain, and I also grew up partially Colombian. Nice. Um, my name is Gurinder, and I'm, uh, my ethnicity is uh, that I'm South Asian, specifically Indian. Both of my parents grew up and were Indian, so. So I'm Pakistani and Dominican. Uh, I identify myself as Vietnamese. Uh, I'm 100% uh, Pakistani. What traditions or values do you practice that are unique to your ethnicity? Um, I mean, for me personally, uh, there's always certain traditions or values that, you know, your religion or culture or ethnicity in general celebrates. There's always the Christmas equivalent or like the celebration of certain days. Like uh, for me personally, there's the um, Festival of Lights, which is also known as Diwali. And then there's also uh, Rakshabandhan, which is basically... Um, it boils down to the values of like like celebrating connection between your family. So I feel like those morals and values are present all over the world in many cultures. Um, I also celebrate holidays that are the equivalent of Christmas. Um, Vietnamese people have many traditions and values, though the one that I celebrate and most f like remember the most is this holiday around the time of February or March, and everyone knows it as a Chinese New Year, but in Vietnam we call it Thut. Um, in, this, in this holiday, it's about a week-long celebration where everyone just celebrates the New Year through like, dragon dances along the streets, um, these yellow flowers, which I don't remember the name of, but they're, they're all over the place, and it's like, all, it's like a whole bunch of happiness over there. Um, being Pakistani, I feel like the religion is like very tied into the culture. So, um, like holidays like Eid are like uh, like really prevalent in the culture, and like um, like customs like um, you know doing henna designs on hands, and I feel like um, henna in particular is very prominent in like South Asian cultures because I know in like Indian cultures and um, other South Asian countries, they also do henna. I feel like that's like a very dominant custom or like practice in South Asian culture. Do you guys ever experience any cultural clashes when you're trying to express these traditions? 
I mean, definitely there is obviously a variety of like different viewpoints that each culture holds. I mean, in ethnicities and like generally in religion and culture, um, many people have opposing viewpoints um, like regarding certain issues. I mean, I can already point out one. There's already like Christianity, which is always like pro-life. And like there's other people who hold different values depending on their own like values that they were raised with. I know like being Muslim, it's hard to partake in my religion in American culture because we're not really allotted any time to perform like two of the daily prayers, which occur during school. Yeah, I feel like um, with like (coughs) not just school, but like also homework, it can be difficult to, you know, practice religious, uh, well, religious practices because of how much time I have and I'm too busy to do it. So I feel like the school system doesn't accommodate to our religion, so being Muslim, yeah. Um, American culture does value religion in a sense. I feel like most people are Christian or some type of branch of Christian, so I've never really had that clash because the school usually gives us our holidays. I know up until recently they've been incorporating like Muslim uh, holidays into our calendar and giving you guys like those days off. I've personally never really experienced that because they always give off for Christmas. I'm Catholic. Um, I know a lot of kids in the school like don't experience the same thing because they're branches of uh, Christianity. Yeah, I feel like recently um, American culture has been more open to other cultures. Like going back to like henna, like when I was little in like elementary school, I used to like come in with henna and like little kids would ask me like, oh, what is that on your hands? But like nowadays, I feel like like people know what it is and like the cultural value of it. It's become like a trend to do henna now. Everybody thinks it's like really pretty. Yeah. Does being American have any special meaning to you? To me personally, being American does have a special meaning because I can call myself an American because of the sacrifices that my parents made to have me here in the first place. So I am very grateful. I know I have a lot of opportunities that I wouldn't have had if I was born in the country where my parents grew up in, El Salvador. So yeah. Definitely for me, I agree. I completely agree with uh, Leslie's point. Um, Being American oftentimes is like not represented by the country itself, but like the opportunities the country can afford. And there's a lot more like opportunities available to you in this country. So being American for me is just like um, kind of like a stepping stone or just in my viewpoint, a place that you can go where you're offered certain um, I mean, I hate to keep reusing the word, but opportunities that, to help you in the future. I think education is a major factor. If I were to be growing up in, say, Pakistan, I would be, I wouldn't be offered the same quality or quality in the education that I've received so far. Yeah, that could be, um, the same thing could be said for Vietnam because over the, the country in general is just is quite poor and um, the education that children receive there uh, my dad watches videos about them all the time and he just and he questions it a lot as to what he learned when he was little and he, sometimes he jokes about it and sometimes he doesn't but um, the the extent to which they learn over there 
won't, in my opinion, won't amount to what I, what the opportunities that I have here because there's so many more things that I can do with my life um, in America than I could in Vietnam because there are a lot of, um, there's a limitation to what careers you can have over there just um, because of financial issues or um, just what they're taught. I feel like being from Pakistan and Pakistan as a country, um, education for girls isn't as um, valued, I guess, because the culture itself is pretty male dominant and girls are like expected to marry pretty early. So I feel like me being an American, I have an opportunity to pursue what I want to do despite being a woman. Um, so all three of you brought up the point of education in your arguments and like strictly speaking about education um, there are a lot of countries out there who support a better education system than the US so is there any other major factors um, that like um, would make you say that you're like American like you're speaking of opportunities is there any specific opportunities that you're offered I think like social issues are very openly discussed in America. If you're like, I don't know, if you're gay or if you're transgender, those kinds of things in a lot of third world countries, they're not gonna be tolerated there. And I think here you have the opportunity to be very open about who you are and just your identity in general. I think also in the education system, you're allowed to be a little bit more open and like conclude your own um, like, thoughts if you want to because I feel like in other third world countries the actual curriculum in like their education system is almost structured for you to think a certain way I know my parents are guilty of that obviously they've been living in this country for over 30 years they lived they've lived here longer than they've lived in their own country and they've grown a lot as people they're a lot more open-minded but they always speak to me about how over there the, the way that you're being taught is that's the only way that you are allowed to think. That's the only way that you're supposed to view the government or uh, sexuality, like you guys said before, religion, um, and just like self-identification, um, etc. Yeah, there's also um, certain rights that are, also, that are given here than in other countries. For example, in America, we have the right to free speech. However, in Vietnam, since it is a communist country, it is very difficult to voice your own opinion because everyone must think the same and I'll support um, the leader of the country, which is one of the main reasons why my parents both came here, just to have that, that right. To what degree do you find assimilation necessary, if at all necessary? Because America has always been racially, religiously, and regionally ambiguous, so do you feel the need to kind of mold to a specific status quo? I don't think you have to mold to a specific status quo, but I think if you want to succeed and move forward in this country, you have to assimilate. I know there's a very big controversy um, with the phrase, you need to speak English, and I have heard it, especially in my community. It is a Hispanic community, and I've heard people say it to other people. I don't necessarily think it's okay the way that they express it, but I understand the message behind it. Um, that's really the only way that you're going to advance in this country. My 
father, for example, he started off his company. He didn't know much English. He had to go to Farmingdale State. He took business classes there. He assimilated. He learned the language. And now he has his company, and it has succeeded a lot better. So in that sense, I feel like it is important. You need to know the language in order to better your life. Yeah, I think it all depends on what your idea of advancing in America is because certain people just want to come here to escape problems going on in their home country or people do want to come here to um, be successful in their jobs and lives. I feel like socially um, it's like in terms of assimilation people from other countries should come here with open minds because America is such a multicultural country I feel like people from other countries might not be as open to different backgrounds and different experiences. Because I know um, from Pakistan, people aren't as open to the LGBT community uh, as compared to America, which is pretty um, pretty supportive of those. And I feel in terms of that, it kind of clashes. Um, relating back to the actual question itself, uh, whether or not assimilation is a necessity or not, uh, in my opinion, it is not a necessity. Um, I think it's more that when people come here, they see the culture, they experience it, and that's when they inadvertently or inevitably start to um, change their own ideals. If you're surrounded constantly with like a plethora of other cultures or like influences, you eventually change your own values. Like I can speak for myself that when I first came here, I only strictly Indian food. And that's that's because what my mom or my dad would like make at home. And then um, as soon as I tried fast food, I tried other food from like different places. And then I started incorporating that into my own daily life. Like I never came here and thought that, oh, I have to eat other food. Right. But it just it's just over time. The change is just it's just the culture around you. It shapes you as a person. Right. And even if you don't want to change, there is the chance that you can find people who agree with you because there are certain states or most states that have lots of different neighborhoods or ghettos that have certain people within that community and you can share um, cultural practices and just your cultural in general. So if you don't feel the need to assimilate, which I, I personally don't think that ne um, it's necessary to assimilate, but if you don't feel like if you don't feel that you should, then you can find other people. And I think like that's the beauty of this country is you don't necessarily have to assimilate. Um, people here also understand that, like like Umama said before, it's a very multicultural nation. There's a lot of different cultures. Like just in this town alone, you have a lot of different kids. Like us sitting on this panel, we come from all different countries and we don't necessarily eat the same food or speak the same languages. We're assimilated in the sense that we can all sit here and have a civil discussion about this, but we're not assimilated in the sense that like we all eat the same food, we all dress the same, um, speak the same languages, have the same interests. In regards to the ideology of America, do you think all those who are immigrating here should subscribe to the same beliefs in that respect? I personally don't think that they should because a part of their culture should be preserved when they come here. I don't think you have to give up everything that you've ever known and like what your culture is. I don't think you have to give that up in order in order to assimilate yourself here. I think it's important to also preserve your traditions and that's why we are here and like 
um, we are where we are now. Like we said before, our holidays are finally being like more accepted in our calendars. And that's because um, Muslims haven't wanted to give up, you know, like their traditions. They haven't said like, okay, we'll let the Americans do as they please. We'll just give up our traditions. No, they said, you know what? Like I send my kids to school here and they deserve to have those days off just as much as kids that celebrate Christmas do. Um, I definitely agree that, like, um, when you state that America is definitely a two-way street in regards to assimilation, we definitely have assimilated since we've got in here in one shape or form, but America has also been changed by us. Like, if you think about it, um, like many of us, I'm speaking in regards to, like, different ethnicities, different cultures, we've influenced enough that we can make an impact impact on like the calendar which is a national thing so like that's like an important like like standing of just how far one culture one ethnicity can come to change uh like society itself or like change uh the culture present in an area yeah and there is a um i think in everyone's mind there's a generalization of what the american culture is and um maybe it it incorporates some sort of religion or some sort of practice but like when I think about it what even is the American culture because there's so many people who have brought over their own ways of life and they've all just come into one so like um, I don't think it's possible to even pinpoint one specific culture for America I feel like in terms of physical appearance I know um, people from different backgrounds have you know uh, like specific clothing that they wear. And I know that um, like if, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like if um, someone were to wear their traditional clothes from their country, I feel like people from um, America or Americans in general would look down upon them because it's kind of unfamiliar. Because I know from Pakistan, they wear different clothes than us and I feel like if I were to show up in those clothes, people would look at me weird, like, oh, like, what is she wearing? So I feel like in assimilation, that sense, like, you have to look a certain way, like, socially, like, okay, you have to wear American clothes, you have to wear, like, jeans and a t-shirt. Um, but you do have the freedom not to if you don't want yeah. to, and I think that is, like, an opportunity, mm -hmm. I guess, that we also have here is, like, for example, like, if you were in Pakistan, that would be the attire that you would have to wear to, you know, coincide with other people there. You wouldn't necessarily go to Pakistan in jeans and a t-shirt, and you know. But in America, if you wanted to wear your traditional clothing, you're allowed to. Nobody's going to say anything against that. People might have judgments, but I think that over time, after familiarizing themselves and educating themselves about it, you know, like getting rid of that stigma and that ignorance, it would become something familiar. I mean, in regards to the uh, example that Umema gave, like the clothing example, um, I definitely agree, like there's always an image that comes to mind, but I feel like that image is slowly changing. I mean, there's like a lot of different examples I can give, but like one example that like specifically is pointed out to me is when um, uh, in my old school, my teacher, who is an African-American, he adopted wearing a turban for a day which is like interesting to see because their cultural differences are so like divided and like different in general. So it's definitely changing and it's more acceptable to do other stuff 
And I feel like in today's society, if you definitely wore your traditional clothes, no one would hold a judgment against you, like, um, like at all, I feel like. And even if they did, I think that nowadays people are a little bit more respectful and accepting of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, every once in a while you see on the news somebody being very ignorant and like speaking out against like somebody's attire. But I think that overall times have changed and it is a little bit more accepted than it was before. Has the current political climate intensified the urge to assimilate or change the way you talk about your ethnicity? It really hasn't done much for me. I'm, I could definitely see in other um, cultures, um, specifically being Muslim or uh, Mexican, um, like in recent like political debates, I could see how people can be singled out. And that's happened in the history, like in the past before. So... Um, Definitely not for my culture, and I can say that uh, confidently, but for there are definitely cultures out there with Muslims being like, uh, there's being like, there's a stigma present of where they can be, you know, harmful or like, you know, dangerous. dangerous. Yeah, that's the word. Um, and then Mexicans definitely with like recent, like uh, recently, like the president stating how they can be, um, what is it? Um, criminals, drug dealers, rapists, and like describing them with such negative words, I could definitely see how can people can single a single, no, people can single out a population of people. I feel like with the recent political climate, um, I know many Muslims are more fearful because of the apparent um, racism and like the prejudice that is apparent. But I feel like for me, it's made me more proud of my culture because I know that my culture isn't what they are describing it as, like Grinder said, like um, terrorists and rapists and stuff like that. And I feel like since I know what my culture is like, I'm more um, proud of it, which people may not see as a good thing. I agree with but the same. Um, I feel like I'm more connected to it now. I also feel a little bit, um, or I do feel more proud about um, where I come from and where my family is from. And it it has changed the way that I talk about my ethnicity in the sense that I'm prouder of it. Um, It almost like makes me more motivated to do what I want to do. I want to go to college. Um, I want to break that stigma of all Hispanics are criminals and they only come here for drug dealing and all, all, these, all these terrible comments that the president has made about us, I think for me, I've used it more as a motivation to be like, I'm going to prove that wrong. I'm going to show people that not everybody is like that um, in the Hispanic community or in any community in general. Not every Muslim is a terrorist. Not every Muslim is dangerous. There are good people out here and there's also bad people, but that's in every race, that's in every ethnicity. And if we can be those few that can change that idea of, you know, what people perceive us as, I think that's what you have to take it as. You have to change the way that you talk about your ethnicity in the sense that you have to be prouder of it, you have to educate people about it, you have to talk about it, and, you know, voice your opinions on it. I mean, in recent times, there's always been this, like, view that you're stating, like, just in regards to the political situation, but I can definitely, in my own life, point out, like, specific situations or 
uh, where like I'm appreciative of your culture in general. Like for me, I've been taking Spanish for four years now, and although, and I feel like that's like a generally offered language in, you know, in uh, schools all around America, and I've definitely come to appreciate more like Hispanic culture, Hispanic like holidays, like even Spanish food. Yeah. So. Um, even though there's might be a bad stigma right now, I feel like that's not gonna last at all. And I also have a lot of appreciation for like the Muslim community. Actually, like one of my best friends that I grew up with, she was Muslim. She moved away to New Jersey, but there was things that I tried as far as like food-wise that I probably wouldn't have tried if she wasn't part of my life, if she wasn't present. Like I'm Salvadorian, I'm Hispanic, Honduran, all these other ethnicities, and I've eaten chutney. That's weird, right? <laughs> you That wouldn't happen if I was in Pakistan. Like, you wouldn't be trying pupusas or baleadas or, you know what I mean? So I think that's, like, the beauty of this country is we're all coinciding here together, and it's pretty cool. It's kind of funny to think how, like, food relates us all. Like, <laughs> I've <laughs> I brought up the example of food, and everyone keeps bringing it up, but I feel like food is a, such an important part of our culture. And, and it's, it's, it's the first part of our culture we're supposed like to. there's, like, equivalence in, like, both cultures. Because, like, I know Spanish people have, or Latino people have pupusas, and we have samosas. And yeah. It's, it's and basically the same too, thing. Yeah. And they're really yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, panelists. I'm Alina Nasir with The Wit Podcast. Check us out on SoundCloud or your preferred podcast platform. Yay. <laughs>